It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I am ready to get spicy. I am still feeling feelings about this weekend. I can't wait to get them. Wow. The most, the least memorable All-Star game of all time. You That's part of the feelings. Feeling still. Still. Boredom is a feeling. Man. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DMVR Nuggets Podcast. Let's go! That's what I'm talking about, baby. Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR. Guys, honest to God, I mean this sincerely. I had a fantastic vacation. We told you guys. We prepared you Thursday. We were going to take a little three, three and a half days off get away rest up i feel rested i feel rejuvenated and i feel like it's been a long time since we've been here so much sore that i'm chomping at the bit to be back on this show hey man nba players need seven eight nine days off for the all-star break i just need four yeah i'm good with four i'm saying i'm ready to go again ready to get back at it ready for the stretch run we're not going to spend that much time today on the all-star weekend but we are going to spend some time because i actually do feel like there's some things maybe we disagree we might have some nice disagreements here on the show and we'll debate all those things. We're going to talk about that, but we're also going to start a new series. It's a two-day series, but we're going to be talking about the top storylines facing the Denver Nuggets for the rest of the season, like where they're at right now. What are some of the big questions that they're looking at over this final 23 games to help me do all that? The man in black himself, Brennan Vogt. Ah, another show with the fellas. <laughs> what a treat. <laughs> what a treat. Good to see you, Win. Good to see you too, oh, man. Too long, man. Yeah. Good oh, to see oh, you too. Over here, the handsome one, Harrison Wynn. I'm ready to go, guys. Like I said, rejuvenated for the stretch run. I only need a four-day All-Star break. That's all I need. Well, All-Star break indeed. Um, before we get to the Jokic pieces of this, I feel like every year there's the guy that comes that the guy in the media that gets on, logs online, or hops on his podcast or live show or television, whatever it is, and just complains about the All-Star game. It's like a trope. The old grumpy guy who just talks about how back in my day. That being said, this might have been the most boring All-Star weekend I can remember. I mean that sincerely. I don't think that's a hot take. But you don't. Because <laughs> I don't want to be the guy that's just like, oh, every year we whine that they don't play a more defense or this or that. But it was a whole other level, and it wasn't just that. It was also the dunk. I'm surprised so many people liked the dunk contest. Like, people were so into it. I was like, I don't know. Um, wind. Just give me your, first of all, your big pr- uh, picture thoughts on this All-Star Weekend and, and what stood out. Uh, first of all, vote. Shout out to Jason Tatum. Yeah. I mean, just, <laughs> just what a performance yeah. on a national stage. Sometimes you just tip your hat. And you know I, mean, I mean, 55 points. Historic, actually. Historic. The all-time scoring yeah. record. He's only 19. You got to give it up to the guy. <laughs> uh, you just got to give him so his props. Nice. You got to give him his flowers. Just... And uh, an all-time performance from from Jason Tatum. Legacy stuff. You yeah. Know? I mean, that will probably be on the first line of his Hall of Fame resume one day. 
Set the all-time scoring record. I was like, which way is everyone going to go with this? Because we haven't (laughs) talked about these things. And Wynn chose trolling vote. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but actually, I'm I'm trolling Jason Tatum because I'm with vote on this. Like, nobody gave a shit about the All-Star game. It was a joke. Usually... You know, with the Elam ending, it was all oh, the Elam ending makes it competitive. <laughs> that was so boring. <laughs> the last couple of years, haven't we gotten like a couple minutes at least of uh, yeah, 50% yep, yep. NBA level basketball? Oh, hold up. I have to chime in on this because the thing that was funny to me about the ending was how Dame hits a half court three. And it was legitimately awesome because it was his first attempt. Then he missed like five of his. He kept shooting up and missed all yeah. of them. And I was like, and the end of the game, everyone wanted to end it with a crazy three and it was they went like 0 for 15. Right. And they were just like, even this is dumb. Yeah. The All-Star game was just so dumb. It was just Eric. like a four-hour-long advertisement yeah. for Adam Silver like yeah. or LeBron. I want to pull your poison. on that thread, too. But I, I just really quickly, I want to engage with our friend Eric, who's in Syria here. No, it didn't. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Of course, of course, Jason Tatum set the record for points scored in an All-Star game and won the All-Star game MVP in what Michael Malone called the single worst (laughs) basketball game he's ever seen in his life. In what everyone is considering, like we knew there's a line for the All-Star game and it was a lenient line. It's a low bar. They crossed it. They crossed it for everyone. Enough is enough because we just watched that. Of course, Jason Tatum is the leading scorer in that game. That's his kind of basketball. That's to say, <laughs> horseshit basketball. Sorry, Wind, continue. You're right. You know what you do in the All-Star game? You take bad shots. Just, you just get them up, baby. <laughs> I, mean, I, I bet on him to win MVP. I want you guys to know. Smart bet. Yeah. Smart man right here. Actually, Smart man. Actually, was it? Oh, no. You, you picked the three-point contest. That was but a it was, joke. Yeah, that yeah. was a joke. <laughs> you should have picked him as MVP as your D, DK pick oh, of the week. I know, because that was the actual one. That was the lock. actual man. one. Oh, man. Oh, anyway, man. I don't want to derail us, fellas. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, you're right. The Jason Tatum thing, whatever. I mean, he scores 55. That game was just so dumb. But let's go all the way back to, all right, let's start with the three-point contest. You guys may or may I not. I don't remember have, a single thing about the three-point contest, yeah, Adam. Neither did me and Vote, but for different reasons. <laughs> Apparently, we made a video. Um, but here's the thing about <laughs> what, it. What is, kind of video? Uh, well, I'm saying we did a reaction <laughs> video on Twitter okay, that was okay. just as drunk. Yeah. But I'm okay. saying, when <laughs> I watched this one, it was funny because, what was it? Uh, who got eight? Uh, Kevin Herter. Like, we talked about all the Nuggets not oh, getting the invite guy. or whatever. I even think the three-point competition was the most boring it's been in years. Usually you have something interesting that happens there, and I thought even that one lacked excitement. Yeah, I didn't watch it, FYI. So <laughs> I'm uh, kind of shooting from the hip here. Do they still do the thing where they have, like, the Mountain Dew ball yes, or something? Yes, yeah, there's two the of them. Starry, okay. It's the Sprite that Starry That has drink. single-handedly ruined the three-point <laughs> contest. Like, we, we can't even be pr- traditional on yeah. a three-point contest. You know me. I'm a, I'm a traditional guy in that sense. Like... Those Mountain Dew balls, <laughs> Sprite three-point balls, whatever they're calling them, those suck. In five years, we are going to have like six of these. We're like, no, he's got the Taco those, Bell. Your first step to fixing the three-point cons would be taking those out of it. <laughs> Can't you just call one of the racks the Mountain Dew or whatever I, I it is? <laughs> I actually finally, I finally feel bad for Dame. He won. No one cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. No one's talking about it. It wasn't a good one. I know, but he, it wasn't his fault. He hit yeah, his shots. That's true. Uh, Dame was actually probably always going to win that thing. But look, they got the high volume truckers out there, and that's what we saw. We got to see Tyler <laughs> Hero miss a lot of shots. Got to see Julius Randle miss a lot of shots. The second it was announced, was Julius Randle was the replacement. I tweeted, I'm boycotting yeah, All Star yeah, Saturday Julius night. And I, I stuck to it. I stuck to the line. Entertainment value. Here's the thing. Just for. Porter, for example, he's either missing half of those, like airballing them, or he's breaking the record. And he should have been invited. Yeah. I don't know if he was or not. Yeah. But 
I digress. Here's the other thing for me, and this is my own thing. Well, I don't want to linger on this too long and just be full haters ball, although it's kind of fun. It I'm is not gonna fun. Lie. This is I'm actually I'm having fun. a good time. I should do yeah, this. But the uh, dunk contest, too. Like I know everybody was so taken with Mac McClung and, and, and the stuff he did. He had some good dunks. My thing is I don't care. I don't care if Mac McClung can outdunk Jericho Sims or whatever. Like I did, that's not what you, what you're there for. And this brings me to what I think is the theme of the week, and that is we're going to get into the Jokic stuff. By the way, I really want to tie. Mm-hmm. I have real feelings about that. But I want to start here and just say <laughs> I'm serious. But I want to start here and just say this was also a weekend where it just was so clear that the players don't give a shit. And here's the thing that's happened in the NBA. There's the meme you guys have seen the like real criticisms of, and then. It, you can use it for whatever. I think of a first game like real criticism of Elon Musk, and then it's like Elon Musk fanboys or whatever. This is how I feel about NBA players. Is like NBA fans, especially the ones that are the type of people that comment on Twitter a lot, for whatever reason, always want to protect fans or, or players. To protect players in the ways that are so ridiculous. To me, this All Star Weekend was a jump the shark moment for how little the players actually care about. They all th- think about legacy, you know, your own personal legacy. What about the legacy of the NBA? And I'm just looking at this, and I'm going, Mac McClung and Jericho Sims are in here, not Zion, not LeBron, not any of your great young well, Jericho dunkers. Sims, nice backup setter, man. Really? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly my point, though. Like, <laughs> it, You know, it just wasn't the A or B or C list of players that were participating in this. And then you go to the All-Star game, and the guys have just quit playing. I mean, it, they take it even less serious than ever before. And I'm watching um, the press conference with Shea Gildas Alexander yeah. as he's wearing a fur coat and he sits there and somebody asks him, like, why don't you guys care about this? And he's like, well, if they pay me, he has a $180 million contract. If you, if, if you pay me, the All-Star game, honest to God, to me is that's where the play, they always say it's for the fans. That's where you just show like, hey, some things we do are for the betterment of the league that we are a part of and we have been handed, and it is now our chance to make sure we hand it off to the next generation as well as we got it. This weekend was the ultimate, they don't give an F. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was just kind of the ultimate like microcosm of where the league is at, I feel like, with the regular season not mattering and, and all that bullshit. And I mean, how many times? Nothing actually matters in the NBA except for the championship. Right, right. Which like, is, honestly, which nothing is else. Two percent of what we're doing. It's there's so much more to this. But to your point, how many times do you hear players in like a post game, um, pre- like interview on the court, being like, "Yeah, we just wanted to put on a show for the fans." Right, 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 right. That's a, a very common line that yeah. every single player goes to. Like that's yeah. obviously been fed to them, and. Um, that was definitely not a show for the fans. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, was that was far from it. I think you guys are pulling on on the right thread. I wanted to to go down this lane as well. The way you framed it earlier in the show, who is it for? I think it's for the sponsors. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is the best take. Kia. Shout out this, Kia. This is why we have the Mountain Dew three point balls yeah, like no, all over the court. It's, it's for the sponsors. It's not for the fans. I don't think it's for the players. Yeah, and. Look, I, do I lose sleep over the All Star Game? No, right. I think yeah, the way not. I like the way Win framed it because it fits into a larger sort of disappointment complaint. Which, like, at what at what point are we allowed to expect stuff from the players mm-hmm. in the league? Expect stuff to matter? Yeah. Because you know, when we all played as kids, it was just a game. These are professional competitors. There is this is a billion dollar industry. At some point, some of this shit has to matter to people. It can't matter more to us and the people in the chat. I mean, it does clearly. I just think that's not very healthy. 
And so, and here's the thing, it's become so hip and easy, I do it every day, to log on and just complain, complain, right. complain. Right. Make it easier for us. I don't wanna just complain, but you gave me an event for the sponsors headlined <laughs> by Carl Malone. <laughs> well, I mean, in their defense, they had Carl Malone and John Stockton to pick from. Yeah, so they went with both. No, I'm with you, man. It's, it's just so I don't want to sit here and be like, "Oh, nothing's cool." I wish I loved the All Star Game, right? But we were tuned in. It is the like part a large part of culture right now is just this blah, this soulless kind of thing, and I really wish that this league didn't wasn't so steeped in that. Is it possible that we have like? overemphasize the championship in a weird thing like a championship winning sports are only fun because we care about the ultimate outcome so like the championship should be up there but i do wonder if you prioritize that so much that the regular season doesn't matter the awards votes don't matter the all-star like nothing matters and this was the ultimate the only thing that matters is the money and you know the, mm. the, the you know how you get Maybe. this and it just it just was so hollow to me and here's the thing i always hear um, the younger millennials and the Gen Z people, they'll complain. You always hear the complaints about like the boomers. Well, we the first people who hand off to their children a worse world, you know, worse opportunity to this or that. I kind of feel like whatever you feel about that sentiment or whatever, I don't really care. But I feel that way about the NBA. That I feel like this generation is going to be the first one that hands the next one a worse NBA. That they're going to be like they they've taken all the benefits of the last forty years of growing the game and growing it, and now we're like. They don't care, though, about the thing that they've been entrusted with to such an offensive degree that Shea can stand up there in his, his fur coat. We talk about not giving an F. That guy played the least hard of everybody at the entire All-Star break. That guy was well, like, he did not want to be and there. The Joker. Yeah, yeah, and Jokic we as well, for sure. <laughs> of course. But he shows up there in, a, in his, in his uh, fur coat saying, like, well, they got to like, show me the money, essentially. Sure, sure. And you're just like... You're making more money than any basketball players in the history of the game. It's ridiculous. It's asinine for him <laughs> to say that, but it is the only solution. Yeah, that's the it's point. not. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I disagree. Do. No, because I disagree. We know there are two things that motivate NBA players. Two does, things. Does money motivate players, though? One is money. Two is women. <laughs> okay, um, we make it for I, women. I don't know how you would make the All-Star <laughs> game for women. So money is the only option. <laughs> we have some theories here. <laughs> Look, you, you can't tell me you put a million dollars for every player if they win the All Star game. That would motivate them. It would. I'm telling you, it would. Man, I, I I'm telling you, it would. May, it may, would. Maybe. Again, I think there's something to though the accepting of the fact that you, you are the ambassadors to the game and that you're handing it off. And I think this is where... Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't it shouldn't get to that point. But, but I'm, what I'm saying is you can only... This is the way the world works, is that you keep creating false incentives, and then like they last for a while, and then they become stale, and you have to go to the next thing. And I'm saying, yeah. no, sometimes there needs to be a culture of, we are entrusted with this league. It was... The price was paid like through real uh, struggle for 20, 30, 40 years to arrive at this point where players get to make $180 million totally. on their first contract, 250 on their second contract, and they, even the lowest guys on the end of the bench are making money where they'll never have to work again. And guess what the price is for that? We need to make sure that we hand off to the next generation something at least equal of value, and to do that, we're marketing the game and we're doing this. And that's the point I'm talking about. But let's get to the Jokic part because that's what people are really tuned in for. Not really a surprise that Jokic would have been the last player picked had he not picked himself to go second to last over here. We had Davon Reed on the show not too long ago, and I threw out to him, I feel like Jokic's finally getting his respect amongst his peers. And he looked at me like I was the dumbest person on <laughs> earth, just to show you how out you can be on the things behind the scenes in the NBA, this or that. And he said, no comment. 
No and he comment. was like, no That's comment. Even, like, worse I'll than just leave it at that. Because it wasn't even like, <laughs> no I don't know, comment. man. Like, no, it was more like, you I have no idea. I can't even speak on this guy. I can't even speak on it. And now he's LeBron's teammate, by the way. Um, oh. But I have to say, man, hmm. the way hmm. in which all of this went down to me was so freaking gross. It actually, I actually hate it. Maybe I'm just being a little sour grapes here. But this was a little eye-opening to me where I was like, man, he really does seem to be the ultimate outsider amongst amongst his yeah. peers. No, he is an outsider for sure. He is. But he did say after the All-Star <laughs> yeah, game is, yep. it's that... It's because he looks better than us. And that he did say, like, look, this isn't the game for me. I wouldn't pick myself. And, like, yes, that's 100% accurate. But I think it actually, like... It gives Yoke just even a little more standing among the NBA's elite because he can only go all in if it's a game that actually means something. He is, you know? You're right that Jason Tatum comp is actually yeah. really great. Oh, and Jason light. Tatum can take. go 100% in a game that means nothing. That's beneath yeah. Nikola Jokic. So there's here, part of me that actually is like, I can appreciate that he can't. He can't get going for a game that means nothing. Jokic is so much better than us as a person, like because he is able to just sort of like laugh these things off. Like I think he's genuinely, for the most part, unbothered because he seems to be secure in who and what he is and where he fits into all of this. But I will say this: vote. Should he take offense? Is there some part of Jokic that you think should be filing the stuff away? I think a certain percentage of this is more of the same. Yeah. In the way Jokic has sort of always been overlooked. Uh, I do think, though, the way you framed it, insider-outsider, I'm happy to, to champion Jokic and fight for the respect I think he deserves, and we've come a long way in that regard. I think a certain part of this is accepting Jokic's role in it. If Jokic is an outsider, that's certainly by design. Yeah. I don't think Yoke, Yoke, guys aren't guys. You draft Jason Tatum because you know Jason Tatum's going to try to score fifty-five points. Right. That's the very same logic that you probably don't think about Jokic in this draft. I, I can't speak for what goes on behind the scenes. I don't know how these guys socialize. I would imagine Jokic probably wasn't like the the what is it the prince of the ball or whatever. I don't know. What's Bell the expression? Of the ball? Bell, Bell of the ball. ball? Yeah, yeah I'm ball. sure he wasn't chatting it up and being best yeah. friends with all these guys. There, there, these things go hand in hand. Like I think Jokic is where he wants to be if if he's on. I, the I agree. Side. I agree. I think he's where he wants to be, chilling with Luka Doncic the night before the All Star game. Like that's what he wants to be doing. Yeah, I that's agree what he that. did. But we also know this is a respect league. This is a street cred league. And I'm sorry. Like, I'm with you. He doesn't care about these things, and they're not that big. My point is, you know, we've learned a lot about Serbia over the years. We've learned a lot about it. Not we went to Serbia. We did all these things. Part of me goes, this was such an ultimate doubling down weekend to me. Mm. Where I'm like, the Nuggets are the one seed. They got nobody invited there except for Jokic. He's the only one that gets invited to it. Michael Malone was the Nuggets' biggest celebrity. Yeah, he really was the biggest celebrity. Yeah, he's on the Woj Got pod. the Woj yeah, pod. Yeah, he did a little couple viral quotes. But I just walked I out of this that. one going like, of course. the respect is actually at an all-time low somehow for the Nuggets and for Jokic in particular. Sure, That's how sure. I walked away from this weekend. And I know none of it's serious, but part of me does think like, Yoke's at his best when he's fueled by a nut. And I just don't think it's corny or silly or overreacting to say, I hope this gets filed into the not folder for him where he's like, you know what? Nobody even here takes me seriously. This whole thing is like so outside of it. Guess what? Like, I'm glad he doesn't really care in a, like yeah. a vain way. But I do hope that there's a little bit of a like playoff start in two months. Noted. Totally. Totally. I yeah. think there could be something to that. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, as much as I tried to logic my way through this on the emotional side, 
I relate to everything you're saying. I felt some type of way about watching it unfold. It just felt weird watching Yoke sit up there at the end, like where everybody's kind of picking. And then like some of the guys are scrubs. You're just kind of like, my God. Can seriously? we go to Conspiracy Corner? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Okay. okay. Pull it up, Kill. I, <laughs> I am not buying Nicole Jokic's line about not seeing Lori Markinen up there. <laughs> I'm not buying it at all. Um, I think, of course, <laughs> either one of two things happened. Um, the first is what I'm saying, that he just didn't want to be the last pick. And as soon as he saw that there were two guys left, yeah. he ran down there. Um, Which is hilarious, because it's a way of being like funny in the moment. It's you know a classic it? Nicole Jokic If he move. was actually the last pick, it would have been a bigger story, I feel, yeah. in a weird way. But instead, he diffused it by... This I'm, I'm not buying that he did not see Laurie Markin it up there. Yeah. yeah, I think Jokic messed up the script. Um, I think Jokic messed up the script. That's the other part of it, because look, so I was at the Nuggets' last um, game before the All-Star break. They played Dallas here in Denver. And uh, who walks into the arena, you know, before the game starts? Strahinia Jokic. You know, he's, he's at every game. What is he wearing? A Nikola Jokic All-Star jersey from this year. What color is that jersey? Blue. So you... <laughs> Look at his face. I, Look at his face. I love when Wind is so satisfied with the take. It's, I don't know. Hey, man. I'm just saying. By the way, how lame is that if you were one of the people that bought the All-Star yellow jersey? You're just like, it's All-Star. I'm going to get it. You're like, damn it. What? It was blue. I, I see the chat, by the way. They're pointing out that some of the younger guys through their various media hits gave Jokic a lot of praise. And this ties back into the last conversation you know, we were having about the place where the league is in. Yeah. And I just wanted it applies to both. I have hope. I have hope with this younger no. gen. I think the well, I th well, here's why. It's mixed. Here's why. I don't think the surrounding circumstances have changed in terms of like the financial situation and all of that. But I think it's going to get so bad. Like the soul of the operation has been so abandoned yeah. by the previous guard that I think guys like Zion, JJJ, um, Anthony Edwards, did you see his quotes? Great. About the guys need to play me? more. Call him out. Yeah. I think these are guys looking around going, well, hang on. I don't want to be a part of the hollow NBA. I, I want to be a part of something that matters. So whether, whether it's taking care of, of the league and being there for the fans or recognizing that greatness takes many forms, I just have hope that this next generation is ready to, to reset a lot of this. I'll tell you, the two guys, though, you're saying that Yoke got his love. Donovan Mitchell, who, by the way, was eliminated by the Nuggets in a playoff well, yeah, series. Yeah, he would know. He so would know. I'm just saying there's something to it. And then number two, Bam Adebayo, who Yoke is like completely. I mean, there's like, if there's one guy Bam can't fake it on, he has to be like, yeah, that there's guy. There's no way Bam's playing the next Nuggets Heat game. No <laughs> way. <laughs> so I kind of like look at that and I go, yeah, that's, that's a real one. I wonder, I wonder what Paul George and Kawhi would say. You know, like I wonder if they would kind of be like, "No, this guy's really good," because you almost are forced to. When no, you they lose a they series. still think they're in the driver's seat. I will say though, and then we have to go to break. We're a little late on our first break, but this is why I say you can't legislate these things out of the league. It's cultural, and I think players like Anthony Edwards, like some player, should just go all out from opening tip on an All Star game, and it'll stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah, right? Jason but it would Tatum. Be <laughs> well, he didn't. Even, the thing is, the thing is, is he didn't actually go all out. I know. The right. thing is, is he actually just kind of like walked into some threes, I hit know. a couple. But I'm saying somebody should like. I mean, defensively is maybe the best way you can do this, or yeah. just somebody goes out there and is like, no, you guys can do your thing, but I'm going to come out here and do it. And I like Anthony Edwards calling people out for this load too, management. Man. We'll see if he keeps that same energy as he gets older. When you're I young, know. you can play every night. But I hope he does. I think he might. 
I think he might he, too. Uh, I got to wrap Nike and Sprite and Mountain Dew this weekend no. too. Yeah. <laughs> well, All right. Partying takes a lot of work. We're done with partying the complaining portion of today's show. It was fun. It was cathartic. On the other side, though, let's get back. The All-Star game is over. Our break is over. 23 games to go. It is a sprint. Let's look at some big questions the Nuggets have to answer. Guys, Athletic Greens, I use it every single day. Uh, we took it over to Serbia with us. It got us started every morning. I still use it every single day now. I just got a new package today. Hell yeah. Hell Wait, yeah. what? Hell yeah. Um, athletic Greens, I could get some more too. I'm running low. I, I started taking Athletic Greens because I want a better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. Your gut looks great too. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Such That's what gut. Athletic Greens gives me. One scoop of Athletic Greens, you get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's good with every diet, every lifestyle. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com nuggets athleticgreens.com slash nuggets take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance um also at shady rays they've got this awesome deal going down just for dnvr listeners use the code dnvr online or in store they're here local at park meadows use the code dnvr get 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses 50 percent off Two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's with the code DNVR, shadyrays.com or in store at Shady Rays. They're just a way better value than those high priced, overpriced sunglasses that you've prob probably been wearing for too long and break all the time. They're durable, they're awesome, they're polarized. Shady Rays, use the code DNVR. All right, back here. Let's get into some big questions. Super producer Kale, what's our first question for the Nuggets? Look at this graphic. Top questions so um the top questions are does jamal murray have another gear he can reach i like this one guys jamal murray's having a very good year well done kill good very, voice. very good very good, good job voice. Very, very good podcast <laughs> voice um he's having a very good year and the most encouraging thing is that he gets better every month let me go through some numbers for you point per game averages by 10 game splits first 10 games 15.7 points per game Next 10 games, 19 and a half. Next 10 games, 19. Next 10 games, 21 and a half. Mm. And then the last five before the All-Star break, 24 and a half. Basically, that's a steady increase as the year goes on. And by the way, I didn't need to give you the stats. You guys have your eyes. You watch this. Murray's getting better. But does he have another Geary in him vote? Sorry, I just can't believe. Can you pull up that, that Celtics fan's comment? I actually can't believe what I'm reading. No way. We have I'm a Celtics? shock. Diehard Celtics fan here, and even I can say that was the most Celtics-themed All-Star game. <laughs> Both of our stars were try-harding. Laking Ball, you are in the club. In the, I don't in know the club, you, but you're in the club. Here, here's the one thing I'll say, though, also. Tatum got the new shoes, and they did the whole interview about like promoting his new shoe, and then he goes off. And I'm just like, this script is so lame, man. This whole thing is so <laughs> dumb. Like, you know, I honestly should have just wheeled out the coach of the year to Joe Missoula on a platter at <laughs> halftime. I'm telling you, when he brought out the new shoes, I was like, oh, he's going off this is going to be so dumb. Okay. But wait, 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 Murray, Jamal Murray, does he have another, like, have we seen, is the level he reached right before the injury, is that the top? No, it's not the top. And then I think also what people would hope to see is, you know, with that range, the floor kind of being locked in, consistency is really the word I'm going for. 
that's one of the bigger bummers, you know, about him missing time here is he was looking so good. But also, if you look at Murray's the kind of flow of his basketball season, this is right around the time when he starts to pick it up. Yep. Right. When he starts to look at his best in the regular season. So I think it's fair to expect. I expect to see it. Of course, the elephant in the room is is how much time he's missed with the right knee inflammation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course he has another gear. Jamal Murray plays the biggest in the biggest moments. So, yes, he obviously has another gear to get to in the playoffs. I think he'll raise his game to another level in the playoffs for sure. Is he going to raise it over these last 20-something games in the regular season? I don't know. I'd probably side with no on that. But in the playoffs, yes, absolutely. I, I see him raising it to another level. I'm gonna. I'm feeling hotter than you guys, I think, on Love this it. specific specific topic. If we look at his game logs right before he got hurt, here's his last games. 41 points, 33 points, 32 points. Mm -hmm. 22, 25, 26. His lowest scoring game, 22, is above his career average or his average at any point. And that's going back his previous seven games. And if you keep going back, I mean, there's a handful of games in the teens before that. But for the most part, he was at like 18 or above from there and then 30 or above right there at the end. I actually think he is was playing some of his best basketball, and I don't think that I think two things are still missing from him a little <laughs> bit. Look at the yeah, that probably so back meter. We had to yeah, we had to update it. But here's the thing: <laughs> there's two things with Jamal that are missing. One is that hyper in shape where we just talk about where he's just quick, he's he's jittery, he's faster right. than everything. We haven't seen that fully yet, although I do think it was sneaky, like on the road to being back before. But the second part is the competitive fire. And here's where, look, guys, we do this show every day. Does sometimes we overreact to things? Of course, that's part of what makes the show fun, is you overreact to small things, and then they don't turn out to be something, or they do, and sometimes you don't know. Jamal Murray during All-Star Weekend, during the All-Star Game, posts an update, him at the arena, shooting buckets. And I'm sitting here thinking, where are most, all, where are most players during All-Star Break when they're not invited to All-Star Weekend? Uh, Miami. Cabo. Both answers are correct. Jamal Murray's in the lab. He missed some time. It's a long season. And I see a guy that's in the gym, not on the Monday, like, oh, I came back a day early to get in shape. Nope, here he is on All-Star Weekend Saturday, and I'm thinking, I wonder if we're at the port in the season now where the fire gets turned on. We talk about the switch. The last part of this is, do you have the fuel where you're like, no, let's take advantage of this? That part's missing. The 40-point game's nice. The 30-point game's nice. Murray with a chip on his shoulder, that's the best Murray. Oh, man, yeah. And that post was so purposeful. Of like, course. It was so direct. He posted it right in the middle of the All-Star game. Like, yep. He knew exactly what he was doing. You see the picture he posted of himself in Staples with the Clippers decals out? Because their next game is against the Clippers, right? Wait, I did not see that. There was also that? also on his Instagram there was just a picture of him sitting in Staples Arena and the Clippers. Deep. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I you meant like with an actual Staples. It's oh, not. Oh. It's not their next game. It's on Sunday. Crypto.com, right. crypto yeah, yeah, yeah. Brendan. Crypto.com. Be correct. You thought he was at Staples? I had no idea what he was talking was about. And it is on Sunday. Be correct. Shout out to the sponsors. Yeah, show. Well, yeah. I don't want to offend Crypto.com, so that's on me. And it's on Sunday. Thank you, but. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I digress. But I'm serious. I think I, I'm very curious to see. I mean, first of all, him being in the lab, I, I will find out tomorrow or Wednesday, whenever the Nuggets practice next, his status. I expect him to be back. I don't, it, I, I mean, I haven't heard anything that would lead me to believe otherwise. We've seen him in warm ups going through and doing stuff. Like, I think he's healthy. Nuggets being cautious. 
But I want to see more than anything what he looks like in his first game back. Because I do think there's a portion of the season where the dog days, there's a portion of the season that are, are just like... Are we still in the dog days? No, the dog days officially <laughs> end at All-Star <laughs> Thank break. Thank the Lord. 23 games is not that much, you guys. No, now we're in the dog days. Yeah, <laughs> we need some dogs. The days of the But dogs. I want to see, honestly, if he has, because this is the point of the season where it's like a little less fun, a little more serious, a little more like, hey, this stuff matters. And by the way, Memphis twice, Clippers coming up, New Orleans. These are real Phoenix. tough games. Phoenix. And I just I think that that's the Murray that I want to see. I, oh, yeah. I love we've talked about this this team, even when they're at their best, seems to fit in best in the underdog role. And so a part of me does love that another Western Conference team just made a big splash at the trade deadline. And that Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray didn't get to go to Salt Lake City. Right. Even KCP and MPJ. But particularly for guys like Jamal, you know, we were we were wondering, is does Jokic look at that and say noted right i think jamal looks at darian fox floundering around in the all-star game and right. says noted and yeah. I, but in a in a healthy way like in a way that he converts into proper motivation so it also gives me hope that you know the knee is i don't mean to be like stirring stuff up when i say it's the elephant in the room but it's enough time that you are concerned it's good to see that he's out there working where can he be better consistency like you said it's the number one thing and um, just like bringing it for four quarters, you know, I don't I love Murray flurries. I would just want a Murray game. Yeah. You know, I think we got I think we sneaky got this. We though, did. Guys. We like did. Yeah. 28, 17, 26, 25, oh. 22, 32, 33, 41. Those are all good games. That's like eight great games in a row. And I think there was an approach that yielded those results. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot before he went down. To me, Murray was maybe more than I'd ever seen him perhaps outside of the bubble, taking the easy stuff. We know yeah. he can create two points out of thin air, yeah. but shooting open and early, you know, that's how he framed it. I love it. Shot ready. Like, make them pay, man. Make them pay if they, if they don't be merciless. If they went under a screen, just pull up. Like, you're that guy. And I think he's been doing that. Yep. And I think that leads to these results. He also had his first triple-double exactly one month ago. Remember that game? 17, 10, and 14. So his lowest scoring game of the last month was a triple double, so it wasn't like it was a bad one, and I just—that's what I want to see from Murray, like contributing in lots of different ways, totally. and then more importantly, or equally as importantly, take these ones seriously. Devin Booker, John Morant, like this is the time where you get to go out and say, "Hey, man, I got a matchup now. I'm going to outplay this dude tonight just because we're a better team and I'm a better player." And it's that time. It's yeah. that time to take things personally, and I hope we see it from him. I think we will. By the way, I'm yeah. up. I am very optimistic about Jamal Murray. Love it. Me too. Me too. This is clearly though the number one storyline. Yeah. Jamal Murray over the next twenty yep. something games. Yep. It's it's so clearly the top storyline. What would you guess his averages are over the next twenty games? Let me give you his averages on the season. What did he reference. do last month? Twenty twenty four and six are basically what he's averaging on the season. I'll say he averages like twenty three points a game. Yeah, and I'm I think he's gonna have some big games. You asked up. for the month. I'll just say January. He was at twenty two. Yeah, so about that or a little step up from that. Yeah, if it's like 21, 22, 5, and five, you know, you got to get those five rebounds for his coach. Uh, yeah, absolutely have to. But <laughs> also, five assists is low for him though. He's at five point eight. Um, yeah, I sure. mean he's I'm, got somebody else averaging ten. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah he's been really good playmaking and he's better than ever at getting the ball to Jokic. It's not. It's not all that Jokic has taken it to another level. And I, watching Bruce Brown, who I like and appreciate, try to run that pick and roll, 
really reiterated for me how important Jamal is. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to get to two more big questions. Guys at DraftKings Sportsbook, they've got the NBA No Sweat Same Game Parlay going still. No sweat. They're just giving you insurance on your same game parlay. I think you can do this up to $10, but hang out with us on the pregame show or just, you know, bet before any game this week. Put in your same game parlay. You know, bet five, ten bucks. That's how much you can get the no sweat back for, I believe. Put it in. You know, put some crazy odds on it. Just take a chance with it. Yep. You miss it. That's the key. No big deal. That's the you key. You get a ten dollar yep. free bet back or a five dollar free bet back, no matter what you put in. Don't don't do don't right use now. that on an even right odds now. one. Use that one like make yeah. a crazy bet. Shoot for the moon. Shoot for the moon. If you don't score, like it's all good. You get a free ten dollar bet back. It's an awesome promotion going on from DraftKings Sportsbook. It's one I'm taking pretty much every night because you do get that insurance. So. Hit up that NBA No Sweat Same Game Parlay. It's an awesome thing that DraftKings has going on right now. And download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code DNVR. New customers right now at DraftKings Sportsbook can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With code DNVR, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and yeah make sure to hit up that no sweat nba same game parlay an awesome deal from DraftKings. jive hive jivehive.com if you don't know what jive hive is it's a virtual dispensary nice. on wheels you don't even have to leave your house i'm in you can order it right from your couch can i order it to dnvr bar? you could you could order it right now schedule same day delivery hmm. You got to make sure that wherever you're ordering to is in one of their locations that they serve them. Uh, they serve Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument, Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County. JiveHive.com. J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. It's super convenient. Great pricing. And the best part is you don't even have to leave your house. Schedule delivery, same day, or a delivery window. JiveHive.com. All right, Kale, what's next? Can the Denver Nuggets offense improve? I love this because we keep talking about the defense. How can the defense improve? Here's my question. The offense is really good, and I feel like two months of the season, Murray wasn't fully healthy yet. Michael Porter missed a month of the season. Um, you know, things have happened. Part of me looks at this and I go, I want to see the defense be better. But there's a chance that this final eight weeks of the season, whatever it is, we see the Nuggets offense go to a new level. What are the odds, Vote? Um... The odds are non-zero for sure. I'm, you know, I stink at non -zero. odds. Non-zero. Uh, I would say that they're percentages. I would say that they're low, so somewhat low. I would put it below fifty percent <laughs> because it's already so good. But is it though? Here's, I, the, here's the thing: it's only point three ahead of the Sacramento Kings. Well, listen, man. Can it be better? Yes. And I think, I think we talked about the who has missed games and when, and different guys kind of coming in and out of their rhythm at different times. We saw some brief stretches where those three guys, the top three options, not Michael Porter Jr., not Aaron Gordon, just in terms of, of shot, you know, profile and all that, were playing well at the same time. And I think we've seen Jamal trending in a better direction. I think you've got two pieces now on the bench that could make those minutes more fruitful, or at least there are different lineups you could build or staggers or playoff rotations that there's more offense that you can uh, extract here. So I don't know if it's above 50%, but can it get higher? Absolutely. I think it's definitely going to get higher. I'd say like 80% no, chance. Okay. Right. And the biggest reason, you hit on it a little bit, you mentioned it, it's the bench. Mm. 
the bench. The Nuggets have a 103 offensive rating with Nicole Jokic off the floor wow. this year. That's an so it's an bad. That's disgustingly bad. And you insert Thomas Bryant, who's the best offensive player on the Nuggets bench unit by far. You insert Reggie Jackson, and I think he's going to play a lot with the bench. He's going to run the bench unit, I think. Those are two like offensive upgrades. You can look at it that way mm. from where this bench was, you know, a couple months ago. And I feel like there's there's almost been this shift, and it's totally based on what Michael Malone said um, heading into the All Star break, pre and post game when the Nuggets played the Mavs. But I feel like the Nuggets are a little excited about the offensive upside of their bench. At Reggie Jackson surrounded by Christian Brown, Bruce Brown, Vlaco Chanchar, and then Thomas Bryant. I, I feel like we saw the Nuggets lean into like an all-defense bench for right, right, a moment right. in time right. pre-All-Star break. Coming out of the All-Star break, I think they want that bench to score, and, right. and I think they believe it's going to score with Reggie Jackson and Thomas Bryant. The other thing about the Nuggets offense, and I say this every year, the when you have a read-and-react offense, it's layered. You start with the basics, then you add a little counter, then you add another wrinkle to it. But by the end of the year, especially after your all-star break, when everybody knows the offense inside and out, you start to get more and more creative. And we've already seen this over the last couple weeks of the season where Jokic would be in spots typically reserved for Murray and you're running the same action, but now you have different personnel in different spots. That's just what happens when you go through a season because everybody are not dragging people along to learn the playbook. They know it. So I think that the Nuggets have this opportunity, even more so than most teams, where the offense gets more complicated the further you are, and down the home stretch, you can just be running up these things. So I think that's one part of it. Wynn's point about the bench is huge, but there's a ripple effect about the bench. How often do the Nuggets build a seven-point lead, and then by the time the starters come back in, it's tied, and it's like, i got to grind this out. I think there will be more games in the back half here, knock on wood, where Denver is up seven, and then when the starters check back in, they're up eight or nine. And now, guess what? It's a little easier to make the open shots. You start to get on bigger and bigger runs because you know teams are starting to get a little bit more desperate. And I just think that mm -hmm. we might see a little bit more of this. We've seen more of it this year than ever before, but I think we might see even more of it where it's like you're going into half up eight with two minutes to go in the half, and you have a chance to push this to 14, 15, and Denver's so good at that. The yeah. only thing – I think you guys are ultimately right. I think my big hang-up or, or – concern even that feels too strong they've just been shooting so well right so you could be like they could do all this stuff even better process offensively like do the shots keep falling are they going to fall at an even better rate than they are now so but i think you guys are ultimately right particularly with the bench stuff that's the path to also Jokic has had a very good year but I'm saying, like, I, I also wonder if he's going to be more aggressive. Like, ah. all year I've been setting the table, trying to show guys, but it's go time. In the playoffs, I'm not going to be scoring 25 a game. I'm scoring 30 a game, 28 a game. And I just wonder if you start ramping up towards that a little bit more dominance. All right, give us another one, Kale. What do you got for us? What do we got, Kale? Are the Nuggets prepared for teams daring AG to shoot? This is one of these fun playoff questions that I think teams start to practice their playoff strategies a little bit more and word gets out. Aaron Gordon's having a very good year from three, but we have seen a few teams, Philly uh, and a few others, who have just said, you know what, let's see if AG, if we don't guard him, let's see what happens to the Nuggets' offense. That's something I expect to be explored going forward. Like, is Denver, how do they handle when teams just go, we're not guarding him, and if he goes three of six, so be it. 
yeah, I mean, teams are going to do it, and they should be ready. It's what the Warriors did in the playoffs. It's the only way to potentially slow down the Nuggets' offense. There's no other way to really guard them. Right. So, yeah, they should definitely be ready, and they're going to see teams do it for sure. I mean, I'm curious to see, you know, how many teams try to show their hand in these last 20 games if they're playing the Suns. Well, you have or if a couple playing series. the Grizzlies. The Nuggets play the Suns twice, I believe. Yeah. They play the Grizzlies twice. So there are a couple of these close games where it's like, hey, you'll probably see some adjusting. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder how, how much game plans we'll see. But, um, of course, you know, they should be ready for it. It's coming. If they're not ready for it, like, let me tell you, it's coming. And the fundamental difference on the Nuggets side of things is obvious. The other guys on the floor will be different this time. So it's not – it was very easy to, I think, reduce the whole offense to let's just make AG shoot. I think that's going to be a lot harder with their the guys they want on the floor. I was also really interested to see how AG approached the Minnesota game after the Philly game for that same reason. That's how Minnesota likes to guard them. You know, Rudy would right. guard AG and they'll right. put the power forward on Yoke. I think AG was exploring a little more I agree. different ways to, to – you don't have to just shoot, right? You being wide open – can lead to good offense, and it's not just catch and shoot. You know, AG's a good playmaker. Can mm -hmm. he attack space and make something happen? You know, can he just run pick and rolls with Jokic? Can you get creative with where and when you use him as a screener? They're, you know, smarter basketball people than I should be able to look at those five and go, yeah, there's something we can do here. My favorite play in that Minnesota game, Gordon, Jokic found AG wide open on the right wing. It's like the first two minutes of the game. And Gordon thought about shooting just long enough that Gobert had to commit. And then he just rifled in this laser to Jokic, who has the mismatch. But seeing those gears turning of, how do I take advantage of yep. this and not just hang out and wait to shoot? Yeah. I I want to see some games of it, because I'm with you. The Minnesota game was more encouraging than... We talked about it at the time, but there was a lot to that. But I want to see three, four more times. And I just want to see... Denver doesn't want to show their hand fully. But going into the playoffs, so many... Boxes have been checked for the Nuggets already. 23 games to go. 95% of the questions have been answered for me personally about this Nuggets team. But there are a few little ones. Michael Porter in pick-and-roll defense alongside Jokic when totally. teams spread the court properly. I want to see more of that. Um, as much as he's done a great job in regular offense, you know, in regular circumstances, what does it look like when a team tries to ISO him 12 times in a row? We haven't seen a team do that yet, and I want to see him be able to do it. Um Aaron Gordon playing off, you know, where he's got the center guarding him is another one where I want to see more and more reps and see, like, okay, here's what Denver's going to do during those moments because I do think it's going to come up again in the playoffs and it's going to be a thing we probably don't get a ton of reps before the playoffs at. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we got two quick hitters we're going to have to get to. Um, they're actually hard questions. When you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help Backus and Shanker. They win for Colorado families. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And the coolest thing about Backus and Shanker is you don't pay them a cent until they win your case. No upfront fees, no fees while they work on your case. Only time you pay them is when they win your case and they've won over $1 billion for their clients. Uh, they have a ton of neighborhood offices, Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. They have 30 lawyers on staff, 100 other staff members. They also have the easiest number to remember, 222-2222. Give them a call today. Just mash the number two, 222-2222. 
They can help you in injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, ride share, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call today. Find out if you have a case for free. That phone number is like Jokic's career uh, stats in all-star games. <laughs> I mean, points, pe- two rebounds, people forget he almost had a triple double in last yeah. year's All Star game. Hey, people do forget that. You're right. All right, what do we have, Kale? <laughs> Can the Nuggets win easy in the playoffs? I love this question because here's the thing about the Nuggets: this year, more than any other year, they've won easy. But guess what? They have never done in a playoff one series. One easy. They've never won easy. They've would, never won a series in less than six games. It, it looked easiest, ironically. With Austin Rivers and Faku Composite it really against did. the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Yeah, Let's yeah. just play Portland again. Then yeah, we can win in four. They won five. that one in yeah. six, but remember the one game they had the protest in their building to like four in the morning, and then they lost by fifty. Oh, that's right. and it was like weird. So they. Even that one could have been five. What a fun but few it, years in the world. But here's the thing: like, let's go through I it quickly. About that. We only have uh, about eight minutes left. Can they win easy this year? Vote. Are we going to see the Nuggets win a playoff series in five, four or five games? They're good enough. There's a chance the way the seeding and, and their side of the bracket shakes out, where maybe the answer is no. Not that I don't think they're better than all these teams, but you know, it's just weird. Like I think people don't know what to do, particularly with teams like Golden State. You could argue the Lakers of should you fear them or not. There's a chance that the exact path is not optimal in terms of sweeps and all right. that. I do think the Nuggets are better suited to do that than ever before, particularly if these new additions solidify confidence in an eight, nine-man rotation where you're like, oh, even the non-Jokic minutes are, aren't a disaster. Like They're good enough to do that. Yeah. I really want to say yes yeah. because they're just so damn good. And I feel like they're so clearly in a tier of their own in the West. I'm going to say no, though, <laughs> just because it's just not what this team does, man. They they kind of ease themselves into playoff series and then make adjustments and then roll eventually. But it's just not what they do. It's not what they do. But the last time we saw this team healthy, they were two years younger, like meaningfully younger. What was Jamal, 23 years old, 24 yeah. years old? Like we haven't actually seen this. And I'm going to say... If they win the title this year, it will be because they had a five-game series. Meaning, I don't think they win if they go 6-7 every single round. It just doesn't happen very often. You have to be able to get some built-in rest at somewhere along the lines, and you don't get that going six or seven games every time. Eventually, you wear down, and it ends up coming to haunt you. They should want to be the one seed, I think, for that reason, regardless of the matchup. Just get home court because they've been that good in Ballerina. Right. That's Mm true. Um, All right. Last one for today, Kale. How should the Nuggets handle the rest versus gunning for the one seed? So this is a really interesting one. In the commentary, there was a video that the Nuggets put out, social team put out, of Malone in his post-game speech. First of all, he commented on the fact that the Nuggets went 7-2 and two going into the break, which is a great point. A lot of teams let their foot off the gas pedal. He's talked on on the Woj pod today about how important it is to get to a good start yeah. out of the break. Big and podcast like, appearance. A lot, a, yeah, a, lot, a lot of times <laughs> teams will, and we've known this, a lot of times teams come back and they don't look themselves for a week and they drop games they're not supposed to. Can Denver be over that? But he also said something interesting. He said, remember, we're not going for that one seed in the West. We're going for that one seed overall. And I thought it was a rare look into how he at least views this. So, when how do you think the Nuggets should? If they they've got Memphis twice in the next week, if they win both of those, I'm not saying it's a lock, but it's almost a lock that the Nuggets will be the one seed, and they won't have to go hard unless they really are gunning for the to beat the Celtics and and Bucks. How how do you think they should handle that dynamic? They should definitely try for the one seed. They should overall. 
definitely try for the one seed overall. Yes, because this team is a different team on the road than they are at home. And I, and I know that can f- change a little bit in the playoffs, but they're 27 and four at home. They really don't lose at home. I think only two of those losses are with Jokic. They're so good at Ball Arena. They have such an advantage there. They're so comfortable there. They just need to do what they can to make sure they play the most playoff games possible in Denver. And the good thing about being five games up is I think they can go for the number one overall seed and also rest their guys down the stretch. I feel like they're in they're in a little window where they can probably do both. They're that good, right? If they finish with the best record in the regular season, no one should be surprised. They have put an earnest bid in to be the best regular season team. So they should go for that. I also love this kind of... Listen, man, a lot of teams have treated this regular season like, well, it's a war of attrition. We just got to survive. We just want to be healthy in June. And I think Denver, more than the rest, has said, we want to win every game we play. And not maybe every game, but more than the other teams. And I like that. Keep that approach. Be merciless. Like, you're better than these teams. And you're better equipped to go for the one seed than these teams. So don't let your foot off the gas. We're just going to play our guys every night because we think we're going to win every night. And I I love that approach. I do think they can do both, though. I mean, Jamal Murray didn't play, what, the last six games or last five games before the break. They went four and one in their last five games before the break. They can do both. Mm. Hit that outro music, Kale. That does it for our show today. I agree with you guys. I think the Nuggets, I I do think there's something to the Nuggets staying hungry. And the way to do that is to gun for that number one seed. And by the way, the Nuggets have a real shot at a championship this year. We've never been in this position, and it would be weird to get to the finals and then be like, oh, now they have to go on the road because we didn't value it. It's like, no, you should expect yeah. that you are going to the finals, yeah. and if you're going to the finals and having home court advantage tilts the odds in your favor, then you should be gunning for home court in that series. So I agree that the Nuggets should be looking at that going, can we beat the Celtics in a playoff series with home court advantage? 10% better chance. It's worth it, and we yeah. think we're going to be there. Same goes for Bucks or whatever. So get I'm with the it. one seed, get the MVP. Win the championship. The trifecta. Yeah, the trifecta. Just own the season. We've got two super chats. Two two super chats. Let's hit them real quickly. Joel says, All-Star Game was just advertising for Braun Silver. Man, it really was, especially for LeBron. Starry Mountain Dew shots, commercials. Oh, that's what they were. Between uh, free throw attempts during games, blame capitalism. Sure. I'm with it. I'm going to, but I'm, yeah. (laughs) Except except for our sponsors. Buy their shit. Except for for their stuff. And then Gordon, the homie, comes in hot, and he says, the Nuggets have been the best team in the NBA for the last 30 to 40 games, and we've recently gotten slightly, significantly better. The only team that might hold up against us is Boston. I'm fine in the East, too, Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) Your thoughts. I love it, man. Hey, we are off tomorrow. Nuggets are going to be practicing, I believe, on Wednesday. We'll be at practice for that and then doing a live show uh, for that one. And then, of course, shows the rest of the week. Hit that like button on the way out. We'll see you guys then.